When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Monica went live to watch last night's episode. And in case you missed it, these were the parts that stood out to me at least. She says Heather did not pay her back for that shopping trip, the perfumery, which I was wondering that myself. They, they like lingered on it for a while. And also Heather owes Andy, her makeup person who was on the live with her, owes him $100 for makeup that he did for her in Palm Springs. I think she just got his, got lashes put on or something. And he was like, 100 bucks. And she's like, okay, no problem. And he, I guess she has not paid for that either. Monica says Heather was acting about all of this. I'm so surprised. She says she knew all along. Heather has known about... Monica's involvement with Reality Vontees. As the live was going on and they were showing the episode, when they would put up examples from the account, Monica would clarify different things like, this is actually just stuff Jen said about them. There were some other things. I'm, I'm going to get into it when I go into my recap, but that's, she was pointing out some of the examples were like, that's just something that Jen said about them. That's not anything I said. Dana was also there. Remember Dana from last year? And she's confirming that they all thought it was Jen who gave Heather the black eye, yet she doesn't really have like proof proof. And a lot of people in the chat were asking, how is there no footage of it? Because in case you missed it, Jen's assistant posted to Jen's stories. And of course, people are like, how are you posting from prison? It, I think Marillo is the name of the assistant. The Post from Jen said, Bravo, if I punched Heather in the eye, you guys would have footage to prove it. It's clear the show can't live without me since I was brought up at the beginning, middle, and end of season four. Andy is still butthurt that I turned down his one-on-one -on -one interview. Why would you sit down with someone who gave another cast member a black eye? Next story. I mean, that's a valid question. <laughs> that's a really valid question. But anyway, moving on. Dana also confirms, I don't know if you remember, but Dana, when she was on, said that she knew an informant and it was not Monica, she says. I was not talking about Monica, she says. People were asking question after question, 
are you coming back? Are you coming back? Are you coming back? She answered it like 30,000 times. And also everyone asking if Dana's coming back. Dana, why didn't you join the show? Dana, why aren't you here? It was very repetitive. I was on for the whole thing because I didn't want to miss anything. But Monica has not been asked back yet. I do have some behind the scenes intel about how the reunion went and how production isn't maybe very happy with the way Monica handled it. And I will be getting, again, I'll be getting way deeper into this on the recap. Dana was supposed to film, but her daughter got COVID and she was invited to the new beginnings or no, fresh start, fresh powder, whatever party. Uh, but her daughter had COVID and then they were like, all right, see you in two weeks. And then they never reached out to her again. So, but they were asked who did they like the most on the cast? And they both say that Whitney is the realist or as Whitney would say, realist one. They say they both say she has a genuine heart and she looks out for others. So. People asking over and over and over again, people were asking if Monica stole Lisa's ring. And Monica, of course, is like, no, I did not steal Lisa. And she goes to say Lisa Barlow's ring, but then she accidentally says borrowed ring. Lisa borrowed, Lisa's borrowed ring. And then she like leans into it, insinuating that the ring was not Lisa's. She was borrowing it for the trip or something, which now I'm like, wait. I guess that could explain why she was freaking out and had to call her jeweler. But I'm not I'm not going to indulge too much of what Monica says cuz as much as I know people are like living for Monica, I'm still like I'm not living for her. I I think she she was a great housewife for this cast. This this season was so good, but I still I have a lot of thoughts on her still. I'm not like fuck yeah, Monica's my queen. I'm not one of those. Monica's actually working on taking a polygraph with the police department to prove she didn't steal the ring. And I don't blame her, honestly. Tanisha also went onto her stories. Tanisha, who's the one who Monica alleges started the account. Heather's hair person, the one who confessed it was Monica that did the reality Von Teese and she knew about it. She says she actually filed a police report against Monica. And when she's and she said that Monica ran the whole account. And she has some receipts, but they just weren't as, as impactful as I, I wanted them to be. And I don't really even know what receipts I need. I don't really know what Tanisha is. I think Tanisha's downplaying her role in all of it. But I don't think that Monica like didn't start. the. I think Monica had more to do with the account than she's letting on. But I also think Tanisha's trying to downplay her role and... I've been told that Heather interrogated Tanisha and saw Tanisha's involvement and is okay with it, I guess. Because I was wondering why would Heather be okay with Tanisha and like still have Tanisha do her hair if Tanisha was running this account or even part of running this account, you know? So I was just a little confused by that. So, okay, let's actually go into the recap at this point, shall we? Because there's a lot to dissect, a lot to break down. We get the most hysterical cold open. It really, it was, it kind of threw me off because there are a couple clips in there that kind that made me think maybe Heather was going to be calling out Meredith too. And I know we see the dinner and they are, they do like the stupid unsolved mysteries bit with the dolls, which was planned prior to finding out about Monica. I did hear about that, that like the dolls, I guess, were like placeholders for the rooms. 
So the dolls were there already. And like, that was going to be the tie-in. But this hysterical cold open, like the drama, the everything. And then cut to, you know, real time. Whitney slept in Monica's bed. I was like, who is that? As Monica was opening up the curtains. It was Whitney. Didn't see that coming. And Monica tells her about what Lisa said on the beach. Whitney's just somewhere being dramatic. And Whitney's in her feelings about that because Lisa's the one who lost her shit on the boat. She's the most dramatic. And then we will circle back to that. But then Whitney goes into Heather's room. And okay, Whitney hadn't washed her face. Because she woke up in Monica's bed with her full face of makeup on. Full face. And then she goes into Heather's room and is in full glam. But I can't tell if this is the glam from the night before. Because if it is, my God, it's amazing. It is incredible. It looks so good. But then I'm like, maybe they touched it up. Like I, in my life, I don't ever sleep with makeup on. And if I, the, the very few times I have, it is a mess it's like I look horrendous the next day, but Whitney's looked pretty intact. And then when she went, I was also thinking too, like, you know, when you have a lot of makeup on and you take it off and then you put more makeup on, it always like feels kind of weird. You know, that that feeling of like, just, you've just taken your makeup off. You need to like, let your face settle without any makeup on it. So then I was like, did they take it all off and then put new on? I, it, I had so many questions because she looked in fresh as a daisy. So Whitney is like, sorry, got out of hand. And Heather's like, I was surprised by my reaction too. And Heather's like, Heather's so confused because she's like, I literally read the entire thing to you, Whitney. Like I literally read it to you. And then I even took out the thing you wanted. And Whitney just keeps going, but I hadn't read it. She's like, but I read it. I read it to you. Like you didn't need to read it. Because I called and read it to you and adjusted per your requests. But Whitney's like, I didn't like the Titanic analogy. But Heather's like, it was always in there. The analogy was there. She doesn't like, Whitney doesn't like the analogy because it made it seem like she was luring Heather in like Rose did with Jack. When really she paid Heather to take photos for her husband. Thank God this was squashed easily. But Heather honestly has every right to be really annoyed with her. Because, like, Whitney, I feel like you're just a little – I don't even know if I fully buy it. I don't really believe she's doing anything other than trying to create some drama. Like, I really don't know if I believe she's genuinely affected by this. But then she commits to it in her confessional. You know, she commits to it like – like, whatever. Honestly, I can't even – Whitney, <laughs> Whitney, you're exhausting. Good TV though. I'm not gonna, I don't, I, I see people saying they want Whitney gone. Like who else is going to be a flailing mess? Not making sense. It's like, she's kind of just ridiculous. I don't I think all of them should be back. Even Monica. And I know that's a controversial take and I don't think any of them will want to film with her, but it'll be like a la Danielle Staub in season two of Jersey when no one would film with her. But I think the re I've heard from my sources that the reunion is where the issues really come up with Monica. It's like, it's one thing to have been a part of it, but she's just not apologetic at all. And you see that. And she's still not apologetic. Like on her live, she's in no way sorry about anything she did. And I looked at the account. I did. I looked at the account to see um, what that was all about. And, uh, 
it's all Jen and some even some positive stuff about Whitney. So I was like, wait a minute, what? But then I reached out to my people that I that I needed to get more information from because I'm like, there's something I'm missing. And it was a lot of DMs and tweets. It was twi- Twitter as well. Um, but it wasn't just and, – and also that the account had been scrubbed a bit of other things besides just Jen's stuff. So we're not getting a full picture just based on Instagram because I also looked at the account and was like, this is all Jen. Why is this a problem? Um, but okay, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. They do a little scooter activity, and we find out that Meredith hasn't driven a car in so long. She can't even remember. And that doesn't that totally track? (laughs) And then she gets on that scooter, and she's like, wow, I don't even know how to do this. Uh, Incredible factoid about about Meredith. No wonder she was so scared when they had the little minor accident where they slid off the road, uh, because she's like... She has no clue how one would even drive a vehicle in such weather. I'm obsessed with that. That I can't believe how much I've come around on Meredith. It's just recapping Meredith. Because like I think by now we all know I don't love Meredith. But being able to like recreate what she says, I see why um, Sarah Paulson said that she was channeling Meredith for one of her – I can't remember what role it was. But she, it's like Meredith is such a, such a, per, a character. She's like not a real person, you know? They ride into this little town and they split off to do some various shopping things. And Heather, Monica, and Angie go to a perfumery and Monica has to pay. And was everyone else freaking out when her credit card was initially declined? And then she just had to turn on like yes to international purchases and it worked. And I was like, oh, I was right there with Monica when she's like, if this card declined, I you'd never see me again. I'm gone. I'm gone. For, I'm I'm in the Bermuda Triangle intentionally. Goodbye. Because, yeah, that would have been terrible. All right. We get the phone call from the trailer. Heather is trembling. I cannot believe it's her. How could she do this to us? And then four hours later. Now, I, I know that this is how they told this story. It, this is the order in which it was told to us. And it was cinematic. It was storytelling and editing at its finest Emmys all around. Give it to me. But knowing what we know now about the the windy beach scene, which was just art. It was fucking art. The drama, the camp, all of it. It was incredible. But is it not wild that they have that whole dramatic scene where Meredith is crying and her hair is blowing her face and Whitney's holding her hand and and then they go to this dinner and they just go into these little this little silly activity about the unsolved mystery dolls like she was willing to like heather did that shit heather was willing to, they all sucked it up they all were like hello hello monica hi and just walked in participated in this silly activity I mean, honestly, it's probably not hard for them because they did get a chance to then air out grievances towards each other. And I'm sure they like love that, right? Like any opportunity to do that, they're like, yes, it's about me. They're all, you know, to be a housewife, you have to have a level of narcissism, I think. Just to, just a, just a smidge, at least, at the bare minimum. So Heather gives her dramatic intro. The theme for tonight is the Bermuda Triangle, where unsolved mysteries occur. I was talking to my friend Jamie Stein. Uh, check out his podcast, Deep Dive with Jamie Stein. And he said exactly what I was thinking. He's like, I'm picturing Heather like 
pacing her hotel room or her room or whatever, memorizing this because then the confessional we get later, these were monologues. Like she had, she was so prepared. She had, she was so in, it was theater. It really was. On this trip, we have learned a lot about each other. But if there's an unsolved mystery you still have about someone, take their doll and ask the person about it. She committed. Whitney goes first and confronts Lisa about the, she's probably off somewhere being dramatic. And that it goes back and forth. We get the dramatic counter. Whitney's like, was I being dramatic or was I being emotional? And then Monica's Monica coins the whole, oh, this is a drinking game thing. And whatever. Anywho, Meredith then goes and Meredith says to Heather, I'm wondering why I didn't get a little more support from you on this trip. In the cave, you didn't stick up for me at all. I had to rewind that. I I probably watched that one little clip 40 times. At all. At all. Lady, what is your accent? You're embarrassing yourself. That's she's just <laughs> caressing. Heather says that Meredith didn't seem too upset about what Monica was saying. And Meredith goes, Heather, I have matured to a point where I don't need to react to lies by screaming and yelling. And if me being able to answer in a normal tone of voice isn't enough for you to believe me, that hurts me. <laughs> Heather says that she wasn't, I wasn't the only one. Okay. We all believed Monica. Meredith goes, correct. Yes, you did. And Heather gets so annoyed. She's like, are you just going to keep saying, yes, you did. Yes, you did. But Heather goes, why did we believe you, Monica? And then Monica explains, like, I, it was a weird question, right? So Monica answers appropriately, like, well, I, I had proof. I had messages and whatever. And then Heather goes, it has nothing to do with it being the truth. And Lisa goes, this isn't getting anywhere. And so then Heather moves on to her mystery, and it's Monica. And then commercial. The use of commercial breaks was chef's kiss, I must say, truly. So Heather really, she revs up for her lead-in speech. Oh, she I'm telling you, she rehearsed. I thought you were pretty much an open book, truth teller, but I don't feel that's who the real Monica is. The real Monica is someone who really doesn't want to be our friend, but wants to profit from our lives and our pain. I know who you really are, and who you really are is two hours earlier, Heather stands alone on a windy beach with her hands clasped in front of her. Whitney comes down first, and she says, just wait for the others. And Heather starts her monologue. And Lisa's like, you're going to cry, Heather. And starts crying. She's so dramatic. <laughs> Heather goes, Monica is not who she says she is. She's not our friend. She's someone that has schemed and worked to infiltrate our friend group. And the name that you all know her as, the woman we have celebrated her birthday and tried to champion as a friend, is Reality Von Tees. And their reactions are just everything. So now I'm going to get into my thoughts on this because I I understand the note I'm seeing from people regarding the women being overdramatic about this. But let's let's just settle into 
their reality real quick, because I'm aware that being on a TV show and being a cast member, therefore giving us content to talk about and make fun of and ridicule. And essentially my entire job is to just talk shit about these people on these shows, because that's unfortunately what we love to do with reality TV. So if you are a cast member and you're with your fellow cast members, there's kind of an understanding that you would never do what the online trolls do. Because that, I get mean comments on my on my posts. I'm like a very small scale of what they go through. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. So I know why it seems petty. And I know why it seems like it's not a big deal. But let's say, for example, I hang out with a few content, other fellow content creators, all right? We we all individually have people who comment mean stuff to us. If we were to like, let's say, go out to dinner and become friends with someone and found and found out later that they were one of those people that would write mean comments repeatedly on all of our content, I feel like that betrayal would be real. I feel like it would be like, why would you even want to be my friend? if you would be participating in that kind of online activity. And I don't know the first thing about what they go through, because as much as the account doesn't show stuff they said about them, from what I've heard, there were lots of those DMs like, I heard this about so-and-so, people on the cast, so like kind of trying to pit each other against each other. And there were tweets And it wasn't just what we see on the Instagram account. There was more to it. And to find out that someone who's been your friend for three months never even mentioned it. Like, honestly, if if Monica was genuinely wanting to be their friend and join this cast and and thought it was and thought her participation in Reality Vontis wasn't against them and was just about Jen, then I would think that she would have said to them, look, guys. I helped run that account. I know people, because Monica admits they were collateral damage. I know that some of you got attacked by that account. I promise you my only participation was taking down Jen. Don't you think they would have then been a little bit more open to hearing her side? It feels like a sneaky, it's just, it feels sneaky to have not known for that whole period of time. You know what I mean? So as much as it's like the best camp moment from Meredith, I'm just tired of people trying to hurt us. As much as it's it's seemingly silly, it is a very strange feeling to be like, what the fuck? Why are you not? Why did you not tell us that? Like people have been trying to say crazy shit about us in that account. So, okay, that being said, Heather gives truly one of the most, we've never seen a monologue like this. Her confessional monologue where she walks us through the process is like, it was storytelling. It was incredible. Like they, the way they edited it, it was so good. 
But okay, here's what she says. She says that Heather knew Monica through Tanisha, who was her hairstylist. Heather says that Monica had a way of handling sensitive information that was uncomfortable. But looking back on it now, it was something much more sinister. She uses information as a weapon. She relishes in the dirty, dark details, in the scandal. Now, I need to know, did they have cue cards? Did they, like, help her out? Was there a projector with her lines on it? Even the dark stuff about her, she was so quick to tell the world because she's used to exposing everyone else. And then right before we left for Bermuda, so before they left for Bermuda, things started to get really weird. Now, if you remember, before they left for Bermuda, that's when uh, they had the like pioneer thing and Monica was like not able to get her shit together to participate, remember? And Heather was like, what is your problem? So she says she went to Beauty Lab to get a gift card for Monica. Monica says this is bullshit when she was on her live. She's like, bullshit, bullshit, Heather knew. And that's where she discovered that there were three Monicas uh, in the system and one of them owed them lots of money. Then the weird DMs with Meredith. Nothing was making sense. They show a flashback. I don't remember if we saw this in the original, but they show a flashback of that pirate dinner and Monica saying that she actually had just got a message 40 minutes prior to the dinner. And that really set off alarms for them. And she says, then something Monica said kept coming back to me. And it's that thing on the beach about how she would do things like DM herself stuff and whatever, which I think we all were picking up on. Like this is where they're leading us, right? But I needed to make sure this was ironclad. So I reached out to my friend at, and then they bleep out the name of the business. I sent them everything. And today they called me back and that's the phone call. So then we're back to the beach scene. And Heather says, things we fought over for three years were all posted and curated by her. I want to confront her at dinner tonight, and I want you guys to back me up. And then Meredith goes full camp, and Whitney reaches out and holds on to her, and the wind blows, and they're, they're together. I, like, I love that Angie K was not invited to this, by the way. The rumors and nastiness about her... Are you looking at your wardrobe thinking, God, I need new clothes? And are you like me and you just don't know what to get yourself? Like besides workout pants, I don't know what to buy. Well, that is why Stitch Fix is fab for people like us. It's the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them like your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks that you'll love without breaking the bank, of course. You just share your preferences, your sizes, your budget, and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix. That's what they call it. Right to your door with your choices in mind and sizes from extra small to 3XL, they'll find your perfect fit. Try everything on at home. Keep what you like and send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a thousand brands and styles. So no matter what season of life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. Simply order a refresh as needed or set it and forget it with regular fixes. You're in control. Over time, as your stylist gets to know you more, Stitch Fix and their seasoned style experts will match you with greater precision to perfect pieces for you based on what you've liked, what you've not liked. It's so easy. In my fix, I got a dress that I would never, ever, ever pick out for myself. 
I just wouldn't gravitate towards it. But it is so flattering. It's a dress up, dress down kind of situation. And it was only like 65 bucks. So obsessed with it. Thanks, Stitch Fix. They just get me. And they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash she speaks and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash she speaks. Stitchfix.com slash she speaks. The rumors and nastiness about her. Let's talk about microdosing. Have you ever heard of it? If not, this is how you can get that just right feeling, how you can perform better, feel healthier. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I love my microdose gummies. They're great for a day that's going to be really jam-packed with things to do. I tend to get a little anxiety when I've got a lot on my to-do list. I take one microdose gummy and I'm just, I'm in the zone. They have microdose gummies for the daytime, which help with a little bit more energy. And then they also have nighttime gummies. And those, I may eat three of those at night because, you know, I'm not doing anything. And they make me feel incredible. So relaxed so chill, ready for the next day. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code SHESPEAKS. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code SHESPEAKS for 30% off and free shipping. microdose.com, promo code SHESPEAKS. The rumors and nastiness about her? Back to the dinner. Now we're in, now we're back to the dinner. And Heather says, I know who you really are. You you are the cyber bully internet troll reality bonties. Now at first, Monica says, Heather, no. You have been this is this is Heather. You have been tweeting and undermining all of us for four years. And she says, I have the text to prove it. And Monica's like, Oh, I would love to see those. And Heather gives it all in this next moment. She goes, because I have your exact formula and then they the, the music cue receipts proof timeline screenshots fucking everything to prove that you and all the beats like boom boom oh my god it was so good to prove that you are a fucking bully and a fucking troll and proof that you do not deserve to be at this table monica's screaming this is that is bullshit that was never my fucking account which I thought was an interesting first thing to say because we find out that she was absolutely participating in the account. So, okay. And then Heather goes, you are reality Von Teese. And Monica says, that's not true entirely. Lisa's like, well, what does entirely, what does that mean entirely? Monica goes, well, it means it's not all true. And Lisa goes, oh my God, disgusting. Whitney moves her chair over to the other table away from Monica. And Heather goes, you let us celebrate your birthday. I'm like, ooh, that birth that birthday breakfast was Heather's thing. And she is offended that she gave you one of her special birthday breakfast. I gave you a birthday breakfast. Monica says they're just not listening to her, but they at this point, obviously, they're not gonna. And Heather says, you sought out Jen Shaw on social media. And then you worked for her as a blonde named Monica Fowler. And then you got caught on security footage. And Monica's like, no, I didn't. And Meredith goes, you were in my store, Monica. It was on my security footage. 
Yeah. Meredith is so crazy. Monica goes, I didn't say I wasn't in your store. I didn't steal from you. She has like such a Valley Girl bitch voice right here. She's like, please, bitch. But Meredith goes, you said this is the first time I have been here. I love that they had to put subtitles on this because Meredith's accent is just so wild. It wasn't subtitles from my, like the TV that I select. No, no, they added those in because they're like, I don't think anyone's going to understand Meredith here. <laughs> Lisa says that you were doing drive-bys by Jen's house. And Monica's like, are you serious right now? I don't have to do a drive-by when I'm with her all the time, you dumb bitch. Lisa goes to her pointing place, right? I don't want to fucking hear your fucking mouth again. Don't call me a dumb bitch. Monica is screaming because you don't get to tell me to be quiet, you fucking piece of shit. It's ugly. Like, it gets ugly. So Lisa stands the fuck up, takes her shawl off, and the next thing you know, producers who were inside, probably in Video Village, are, like, trying to get the fucking sliding door open because they're worried that they're going to have to hold Lisa back. <laughs> I also love that the tables are arranged in a triangle. <laughs> it makes sense. They just end up going back and forth, though, saying, like, you're a dumb bitch. Shut the fuck up. And Lisa goes, bottom line, what do we believe right now? And Monica says that she did not troll any of them. And then they cut to her confessional. And she says, it wasn't just me who ran the account. There were several other people who ran it. And our mission was to take down Jen. The other women were just collateral damage. That is a big deal. Honestly, though, guys, like that is a big fucking deal. To say like, oh, well, these other people were collateral damage in, in, in running the account. Now I'm going to be their friend and hang out with them and, and film with them and all this stuff. That's a problem. That's not the best. That, that, I, be, I would feel fucking weird about that if that happened to me. I'd be like, you did what now? So you know there was – you know you were participating in it. You were logging into the account and seeing that this stuff was going to be coming out. So – Monica's doing a lot of yelling about how she didn't go after the women. And then Angie chimes in and Monica's like, you need to watch yourself. Let's talk about your involvement. Well, it turns out that all Angie did was like like things and comment to stories and stuff like that, which isn't necessarily participating. It's just like interacting with it. And she was in a war with Jen. Uh, but if that's all she if if that's all she's got is that Angie interacted because then Monica's confessional is don't act like every single one of you wasn't watching and DMing that page like you were our biggest fans. I think that there's that's a little shitty. I know I'm sure people are like, yeah, that's right. But I I feel like if you know an account is saying shit about you and your and your cast members, I think you do probably pay attention to it and watch it. Um, maybe. I also do tend to try to avoid, like, if I see anything negative about me, I'm like, ah, I don't want to see it. Uh, so I don't know. But I but Monica, I mean, not Monica, Angie is, Angie K is like kind of messy and she was a bit more of a fan compared to the rest of them. So I could see her being more involved like that. Not like doing, like, not like posting or anything, but interacting with it. But then Angie starts standing up and she's yelling, don't talk shit about me. And Monica says, go pay the IRS. And that line, her her going to that, it feels very, it's kind of just like proof that that's her deal. Digging up dirt on people. And I like that Angie goes, I'm fucking rich, okay? Because that's kind of what I said. I'm like, if they have, they seem to have plenty of money. I'm sure they could pay the pay that, which was, was like a hundred thousand or something, which to me is an immense amount of money, but to rich people, I don't think it is. 
but it just, that was kind of proof. Like Monica's saying it with facts like that, like go pay the IRS. Like clearly she does like to go and find dirt on people and that's like her thing. And then she did try to find dirt on, on Angie. And I think there's this understanding, even though let's remember last season when, um, uh, Angie H's husband made the account about to go after Lisa and Heather was cool with that. Heather was like, I mean, he said he was sorry and he admitted it like, okay, well, isn't that kind of what this is? Kind of like she, Heather was really quick to forgive him actually. Like she was like, like she was like champion, championing him, like forgive him. Like he said he was sorry. So that's interesting. Hmm. I'm sure this all gets discussed at the reunion. I'm sure it does. But anyway, Angie picks up the damn flower arrangement as if she's going to throw it. What are you going to do with that? She's like, I'll shove it up your ass. I'm like, no, you won't. Like, you literally won't. So what are you doing? Whitney says that that account attacked her for years. And if you're a part of it, you knew what they were saying about me. And Monica is, I'm sorry, she's lying. She's like, that wasn't ever my account. It was Tanisha's account. It was, if you're saying it's all of your accounts, then therefore it was your account. Like you can't, she keeps vacillating between taking some accountability, but then blaming it all on Tanisha. And again, I still don't understand exactly how Tanisha's getting away with this, but she is, for, with Heather at least. And Meredith says, what did you do without account, with that account? Why don't you tell us? And Monica's like, I didn't do shit. Well, what did you fucking do? Like, I'm with them all right now. Like, tell us the stuff you contributed then, since you're saying you didn't have anything to do with it. And then Monica's like, okay, commercial break. Oh, these commercial breaks are so good, I tell you. They're so good. When they get back from commercial, Monica thinks for a while. And then she says, I, which to me, that also is a sign. Like, she's like, what should I say? What should I not say? But she admits that she posted the videos of Jen that she was told to record. And then Lisa's like, what are you going to do? Video all of us and then post it online? Fuck that. And Monica's like, you are so stupid. And Lisa, you're such a fucking loser. Monica says, fuck you, you fucking old leather rubbery bitch Donald Trump fan. Shut the fuck up. So, yeah, okay. That was a lot. That was a lot. Lisa's like, I don't want someone who's going to video me and then post it online. And Monica makes a decent point. She's like, well, then don't ab abuse your employees, bitch, and you'll be just fine. Whitney, Whitney goes, that means you have lied to me and used me. Monica's like, I didn't fucking lie to you, which is more than any of you have ever fucking done about all your little dark secrets. And Whitney's like, clearly you're the one with the secret. You're the one who's been bullying us for years. And Monica starts to list off other people that were involved, but they're bleeping out the names, which is interesting because then at her, on her live, uh, Monica's live, she said that she didn't want to release the names of other people who were involved. So hmm. Monica says that the only thing she contributed was the stuff about Jen, because that little whore is one of the worst humans I've ever met in my life. And then Monica's confessional is it's this is what kind of wins her over, I think, with that part of the audience. It's I don't think reality Vontis was a bad thing. I think scamming elderly people out of millions of dollars is a bad thing. So I'm sure people are like, it's true. How come Heather supports Jen? 
But I think having a burner page to expose someone and their abuse is not a bad thing. And that's just telling the truth. All of these things, I really do feel like if she had a, a, a she had talked to these women about this prior and not like let them find out about it. I don't think it would have been as big of a deal. I think she could have said, I know that that account came for you guys. I promise I had no contribution to it. I just wanted to take down Jen. But it seems like that's kind of an impossibility with that account. It seems like from what they've interacted with, with that account, they're like, no, it's like it was too much damage was done from that account for them to be like, oh, you just weren't involved in it. Oh, just the Jen stuff. So I don't know. Meredith really gives us a moment. Monica, for three months you have sat here and sat with us and told not told us the truth. I love Mer I, Meredith's contributions were vital during this because she goes to a very like high volume, like theatrical play, very Shakespeare. It's Shakespearean, honestly. Lisa, you deceived all of us. Monica's like, I didn't deceive shit. She asked me and I said it. Oh, because so they that I'm like, so okay, but you didn't actually. At first you said no, and you've kind of punted the blame around. So it's still not really showing that it's, it's, it is absolutely batshit crazy that you did not tell them. It is. I'm sorry. It is. It's crazy that you wouldn't have told them. You should have told them for fucking three months. You've been letting them open up to you, letting them take care of you, be there for you. And then you're like, then they find out that you knew like i have some people who I, I try my best to block them or whatever but i have people who look through my stories just to troll me truly just to troll me if i ended up finding out that someone i was friends with was one of those people i'd be like uh yeah that's fucking weird why would you even want to be my friend if you think i'm such a piece of shit why would you even want to be here so as much as we you know, love what monica has probably brought to this group because i'm sure that's kind of what's weird about reality tv you tend to hate the people that are the subject. You tend to hate the cast. Like your knee-jerk reaction is to not like any of them because they're typically not always very likable. However, um, take out the fact that maybe you don't like Whitney or Heather or whatever. It's like they're still that's still their job, and they still would assume that anyone coming into that job is going to be one of like a person on their on their side, not on the other side who's trolling them. There, there is like a barrier there that you kind of feel like secure in. It's like she, Monica like infiltrated the group in their mind. You know what I mean? So, okay. They, Lisa and Monica start going back and forth a little bit. And then Heather stands up slowly and gives a monologue again. You don't know about this group. We, we are friends and we have been through this bullshit before with Jen. For years, we were afraid we would wake up sick, that a lie would be told. But we were in it with her and we are the type of girls that ride or die. I'm like, eh. And each one of us at different times rode hard and we shut down feelings of doubt and things that didn't add up and who you are made no sense. But the way you acted was strangely familiar. I'm, I'm telling this woman memorized some monologues. Okay. And then she says, I ate shit every day for her. I felt like I had to lie to protect her. I went on book tour and defended her and took shit for the fact that she gave me a black eye. The impact of hearing her say it, say that she gave me a black eye was like, 
it's crazy. It was, it, it, it was, it worked for me. We all knew, I know we all knew, but we didn't know, no, you know, Monica says, well, good for you for telling the truth for once. And Heather said, I had to ride for her. We're not going to do it again for you. Pack your bags and go. Monica leaves and then her final confessional, well, not final, but her confessional is that even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. The rest of the women comfort each other and then the end title cards all play. And then Monica gets a final confessional, which is there are still a lot of things that need to be said. And trust me, you're going to want to hear it. And then we get the reunion trailer, which just looks like a lot of yelling, a lot of yelling. And at one point, Andy says, do you not feel any remorse for what these women had to go through from that account? And it looks like she's like, no, no, I don't. I didn't do anything. And I, that's what I'm hearing is the issue because at the end of the day, we love resolution. That's the frustrating part with like longstanding feuds, but still, you know, maybe that's good, but we really do at the end of the day, we want, we want resolution. We want to see it resolve. We want to see remorse. We want to see at least a little bit of ownership and accountability. And if you cannot give us that, well, we don't love it. Or the producers especially don't because then they're like, well, how are we going to film? Producers are like, how the fuck are we going to film that? You know? So the women have every right to feel betrayed um, because we don't know what it's like to be a cast member on a show that's getting constant attacks, constant talking shit. You know, it's, it's a specific thing. You sign up for it. You do. But you don't think that another person who signs up for it was one of those people. Do you know what I mean? That's the difference. So again, I would, I think it would be entertaining to have her come back and be like the lone wolf, not no one will film with her. And then, but what are they going to do? Like if literally no one will film with her, then they just can't have her back. Like if nobody, and they have to understand why it's, so I get the complication. So she's not been asked back. They're set to start filming very soon because they film in the winter. So any minute now they're filming. I think even, I think I heard maybe Friday, but I don't know if that's if I'm remembering that right. Um, so yeah, guys, what a freaking finale. That finale was cinema. It was art. It was incredible. The music cues, all of it, like Emmys all around. So, so good. Uh, what am I missing? Did I miss anything I wanted to talk about? I had some screenshots that I had that I wanted to look at. Oh, some of the examples they put up on screen about the from the account. Uh, so it looks like I, I can't really tell it. So they, it's pixelated, but the, it looks like maybe it's from Reddit. And it says a possible clue as to who Meredith was referring to in her threat. One of the tweets from Mary is now a deleted rant. I don't know, but the one that they bring up hot bring up zoom in on is actually hashtag Whitney Rose is a swinger. She uses the bathroom as an opportunity to recruit. Another one, it was kind of weird. It was reposted stuff. They re, it was a repost of a reposted Instagram story. And it's a, it's a conversation, a text conversation with Jen that says, bitch, you ain't a fucking actress unless you are auditioning, auditioning for a manatee or Shrek. Which that, as Monica pointed out, that's that's Jen. Jen said that. And then another thing, uh, Heather's, and it looks like it's, I think it says tranny twin. That's blur, pixelated out. 
But that's another thing. Monica's like, that's what Jen said. Like, these are just things Jen said. The, the evidence is just kind of not that damning. And then there's one that says from Monica, it's a text message that says, bitch, we're in holiday. What's Heather's address? We just want to see it. This is like about the drive-bys and stuff. Now, I think that like the, those of us consuming this content are not above doing shit like that. Cause like we watch this content and we're like, oh my God, like I've driven, I know where some of like the VPR people live and like a, sh a couple Shaw people. So I, I, I've had someone drive me by those places, but like I would truly never do reality TV because I cannot handle some, I cannot handle me talking about me. I don't have thick skin. I have very thin skin. Why am I doing this? I don't know. So that's the difference, I think, for them. It's like, fine, we get that people do that, but then you're on the show and like with us filming like you're one of us, but really you were just kind of an enemy. It's a betrayal. But all right, wow. What a show. Bravo. What a season. Monica was great, no matter how you put it, man. She like, she delivered. She delivered good TV. This also explains why Monica's been trying to keep, get ahead of the story. She's been posting a lot, like posting a lot before the episode comes out, kind of like telling her version of it. And she's she knows how to bait her following pretty well. You know, a lot of a lot of I see it. A lot of people love her, and especially they especially love her now. They do not understand why the women are upset with her. They think that they shouldn't be upset with her. Maybe you shouldn't be supporting Jen Shaw. Like that is a good angle for her for them to take. But this is the cast that you have. Like this is the cast that we have. It's it it is no matter how you look at it, it is going to feel like the enemy has crossed over for them and they're not safe. They're not protected because they would never have a troll account. But again, Heather really was quick to forgive Angie H's husband for making a troll account. So there's, I, I could keep going in circles. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop now. Thank you guys so much. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash SheSpeaksBravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at SheSpeaksBravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.